You are such a geek. <laughs> what is a geek? That one be paying my bills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you could, if you could uh, make Sam and Nathan read some copy that says Broadcast Geeks is the A show, a lot more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> about a fraction of the listen do you get yeah. do you get paid for that show yeah wow yeah we make pretty decent money on patreon hell what yeah is, what does that mean it means he shows whole on only no fans. like i don't know i don't know what i don't know what like real money like money that could pay right yeah i pay like half my mortgage with it every month wow and hell and yeah. and the other and yeah and i take less than they take out of the cut because I'm not required to be funny all the time. Wow. That's yeah. Like, I'm sure Nathan pays his rent with it. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, because he makes at least double what I make. Wow. And then if we, in, like, months we were selling ads before shit started shutting down, I was doing even better. I need to get back on selling ads. Our numbers are better now. I should be able to charge and start selling some ads. But I've been a oh. fucking mess between refinancing my house and Matt and then, like, my best friend, little brother kind of guy died Monday. Oh, dude. I'm so sorry, man. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah today, I'm in like a weird fucking like, like today was like one of the weirdest, happiest days I've ever had at work. But I think it was just, I don't know. I think my brain's being weird. You think yeah. it was artificial manufactured happiness? Yeah. Like the day, the night I found out, cause I found out at like one thirty in the morning on Monday and I like didn't sleep. And then, uh, so I was like exhausted yesterday at work, like crying in front of customers and shit yeah and, and then but yeah it slept my ass off i slept for like nine hours last night exhausted and yeah today i got up and cleaned and did some shit but once i got to work i was in like a really social mood and that was weird mm. i don't know and we're all we were all supposed to have dinner at his house on saturday because we're gone everybody's getting together for my buddy's baby shower and a bunch of the guys oh. haven't been home in like 10 years what happened you getting an accident no I man mean, maybe he... that's that's too personal i'm sorry i asked no i don't care at all um he pulled a bob saget man we don't know if he fainted or passed out or tripped but he hit his head on his end table in his bedroom oh and, shit and bled out oh. that what happened to bob saget too well, that, yeah. that story might be changing because it looked like it was more blunt force, I read. But yes, he had a, it was most likely he, that he fell. He broke the top of his orbital. So it's almost impossible that there was uh, a second, that there was a second location. Because to break the top going on your orbital, like you're, you're fucked. Yeah. You're not kind of like, if you break this part of your orbital, you could like go home and not know what happened and have bleeding on your brain. But if you crack like your brow. Yeah. Yeah, that's like some of the thickest bone on your fucking head. So Saget had to so Saget had he might have been attacked or something. Who knows? But something it's the same with my buddy. It was a one person thing and they're on the floor. So it's hard to tell. Like, did he hit the bed? Did he hit the end table? Did he trip? Did he faint? Did he Right, right. That sucks. Yeah, and our other little buddy that's even younger, uh, like moved in with him like three days ago because he just bought a new house and he was downstairs and heard heard a noise, but like didn't think anything of it. He thought it like John was like throwing something on the floor like a pair of shoes and then he got up in the morning 
and John's car hadn't left to go to work. So he went to go wake him up because I guess they stayed up late watching the Super Bowl and just watching TV afterwards and uh, went in and he had bled out already. So, oh, oh my little, God, dude, that's yeah, off. Little Chris is all fucked up. And now we're going to have a baby shower on Saturday and it's going to be real somber. Oof, duh. Oh my God. Well, I hope you guys can stay strong and take solace in the, like the, Beloved camaraderie of your, of your friend group and yeah hopefully yeah, yeah. You know, good life or yeah. you know good life uh you like uh what i trying to say like good remember the good times you know oh yeah man i thought it was That's the only life, way happy life yeah so. keep you know you got to keep the their memory alive and as long as they don't go dark in your mind and your heart they're never gone oh yeah dude he'll never i'll never forget about him i mean i stopped and see him every time i went and see my parents I see him every time I'm yeah, in the dude. springs. Well, I'm sorry you lost someone so close to you, dude. It's okay. I'm, I wasn't saying it like that. I was just saying I got tons of memories of him. It'll, yeah. He ain't going to fade from my mind. Right on. Hell yeah. All I right. remember where I was parked when I met him. <laughs> how long do how long you know? Uh, 16 years. Oh, We've right. been close like brothers. I've probably known him a year longer than that because of hockey. But I remember when I really met him at the... I was selling a bunch of booze to some teenagers and he was like a year younger than everyone else there. And he was talking shit to everyone. And then when I showed up, I was like the biggest drug dealer in school and he was talking shit to me. And I was like, I like this kid. (laughs) (laughs) The old rivals to friendship, Pat. Yeah. Oh no, there was no rivalry. He was talking shit like, who are you, you stupid fuck? And I was like, all right, I like this. Little, this is an eighth grader who's just openly talking shit to everyone is my new favorite kid at the party. All right. Hell yeah. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. What are we at? We are at two, four, six. Yeah, two, dude. Four, six, right. eight. Who do we appreciate? Yeah. John Goodman. All right. <clears throat> okay. We're at episode 246 of the Broadcast Geeks. I am one of your geeks, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. And I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. Uh, Real quick before we kick off. Uh, do you want me to cut any of that out? I mean, you can. I don't care either way. I didn't say anything too personal about them. Right. You're like, the money's buried at three, four, five. <laughs> it's been Patagonia way. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, we've gotten a hold of everybody who needs to know, so it doesn't matter. It's Nobody's going to find out from it or something sad like that. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's another week of geek. Yeah. And the week in geek? Yeah. I, like I mean, this week in geek. I guess that could be our new segment if we were ever organized. Yeah, this um, week in geek. This week in geek, uh, Peacemaker got it renewed for a season two ahead of its premiere tonight. Yeah. Uh, I guess tomorrow, if you're going to be real technical about it. Or last week, if you're listening to this. Yeah, we'll try to get this out as soon as possible, but you never know. It could. This could be like three weeks ago. It'll be a, probably a week from today. Yeah, you've had yeah. time so that it's not spoilers. How about that? How polite of us. Yes. How polite of us as broadcasters to give you a little time to catch up. We are right. that one-week time-traveling podcast. Yeah, dude. Is that Doctor Who? I don't know. I only it know was from fam- what from what from Family Guy references. It was really close. Is all I was going to say. I didn't mean to cut you off. It was. It's all right. It's all right. I um I forget all the. I know I sh- I share mostly pictures in the chat of funny things when I see them. Yeah. Um. So I there's there's got to be more news. Let me look. Let me scroll up in our chat. 
because we're just doing kind of like this week again. Ah, Peacemaker season two. Yeah. Oh, oh, that Doctor Strange trailer dropped. Oh, my. The you know what? There's a lot to unpack on that. Can we? Can we get to that uh, shortly? Yeah, we should uh, do that up just, top. It's just a little. Right. Yeah, uh, that's just part of my news. Uh, more news. Uh, the Chris Pine Star Trek universe is coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. That's the thing that got me into uh, Star Trek. If you can even say that I'm interested, quote unquote, into Star Trek. <laughs> Trek Wars is how they got you in. Hey, man, how do you make Star Trek appeal to Star Wars fans? You make it you, more like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you half the dialogue and triple the action. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, why not? Uh, I'm just scrolling up. I think that's the biggest amount of news that we've gotten this past week. Uh, oh, other than I want to talk about this at some point, uh, the Naked Gun reboot starring Liam Neeson, written and or produced by or directed by Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they also, also, sorry, they also announced today that John Cena is headlining the new uh, Wiley Coyote live action film. Did it work? Nice. I don't know what that means. And if they fuck it up, I'm going to go to jail. But <laughs> there's um, there's a uh, what am I trying to say? The it's going to be kind of like a who framed Roger Rabbit, kind of like a, a mix of live cartoon um, Wile E. Coyote movie. Yeah, it's going to be just like that uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, which yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. And hopefully they'll both be better than that Tom and Jerry movie. I still haven't watched it, but you you're fine. Said, you said nothing but bad things about it, so I think I'm I'm good. Yeah, you it, you're not missing anything. Oh, there was like a, I... there was other big news today. What? It might have been last night. I don't. My days are weird. Uh, I sent you the released images of the new TMNT. Oh, that's right. Yes, that was this morning. Yeah, Seth Rogen's production company. Somebody leaked the working stills. Of the new Ninja Turtles, I'm a ba- I'm a very big fan. None of them had glowing Chinese weapons that don't make sense canonically. Yes, they look like they're back to their roots, back to basic. Um, is this a, a movie or a series? It is a movie. Okay, cool. And so then they're they announced- spinning out. Yeah, I'll I'll let you t- here because you know more about it. Yeah, the announcement was is like basically they're doing this movie and then seven or eight more movies on Netflix. That each one's going to send, well, uh, sorry, yes, Paramount Plus. I forgot Nickelodeon's deal moved. Uh, And they're all going to be centered around different villains from TMNT. And in the image I sent you in the background, you can see Wingnut, you can see Shredder. Mm. Krang. Are they going to give us a Bebop and a Rocksteady episode, or are they going to make them share one episode? Probably share. Yes, you are seeing me. I have a weird feeling that they might not even be the type of characters they're going to focus on. I bet it's going to be more like Triceratons, uh, the teens from Dimension X, the uh, Ace Duck. Oh, God damn it. My brain's going to implode. The Utrams. Nope. That's the I'm going to fucking kill myself. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of what they're called. Anyway, the teenagers what? from Dimension X. Neutrinos? <laughs> 
Yes. Neutrinos. Uh, the neutrinos. I think I'll get a spinoff. I bet we'll get one for Fugitoid. Um, because they said Leatherhead, probably Mutagen Man. Oh, I remember. I think, yeah, I remember them. I think stuff more in that vein. I think they're gonna really try to flesh out those characters so that if they do do another series, they'll be able to access a lot of the more. I think Seth and Scott Ackerman and all the guys who are in the writing room really were in love with the Playmates toy line when we were kids. Okay. So I I think they're trying to bring that into canon in a meaningful way. I'm all for it, man. I mean, you can only fight Shredder so many times. Yeah, and I mean, even in the books, you know, Shredder's fairly sporadic. Yeah. Isn't he killed in, like, the fourth issue of the original run? First, baby. They kill him in the first issue? Yeah, Leonardo cuts his fucking head off. I thought that wasn't until, like, the fourth issue. No. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you because you you bleed TMNT, so. Yeah, they kill him in the first one. In the second one, Baxter becomes the villain. Very quickly, the Triceratons become interested in Baxter's shit. I think by, like, the fifth issue, they're the villains. Fourth. By the fourth issue, they're the villains. Uh, They're time traveling by issue eight with Renette. And then Shredder comes back, and I think 14 as the mutant shredders, the three mutant shredders. And then there's a return to New York right before that city city at war is when shredder mounts his war to come back with Karai. And that's like the storyline that was when their publishing capability went up. So like a lot of people jumped in at the point when like shredder was coming back as the big bad. And then that was like the easiest to get shit to give to the cartoon writers as references and stuff because they were printing them like a normal comic book instead of 3,500 copies. Oh, so it wasn't limited? How many did they print? I, I, they were printing them basically to order. They they went to going, oh. they, they started using uh, using a normal publisher and like page format in issue six. I think issue six is when they went to a normal format because the okay. first five books are on uh, Kodak Eastman paper because Eastman's uncle is the Kodak heir, and he donated a bunch Whoa, of... what? Uh, yeah, Eastman's uncle's the Kodak heir. That and, tracks, now that I think and, about it. And that's why they're odd-sized books. So the, they're the weirdest size comic books there ever were. They don't fit in any bag tight. That's why I have them in museum frames. But uh, yeah, it's a portrait. It's a piece of glossy portrait paper without the gloss on it, folded hamburger style. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking cool, man. I- I'm down for more TMNT. I was lamenting to you earlier today when I was just like, fuck, they're going to make me get Paramount Plus, aren't they? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna have to give you my password. I know. It'd be ideal if we could create some Patreon content and then we could eventually have uh, our generate a fan base and listenership that would pay for our stream. We could all share a streaming like account. Yeah, that would be dope. Well, I'm going to have to post some fucking hole. Yeah, dude. Spread yeah, all these recordings and all these unedited episodes. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not editing. I'm just not going to edit. It was, it, was, it was also announced that Howard the Duck is in She-Hulk. Wow, cool. So we're getting a live action Howard the motherfucking pantsless duck, y'all. He was in, in I just She-Hulk. watched Guardians 2 again. That's what we're yep. up to in my family's MCU adventure. The f- 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 fam watch. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Fam watch. Yeah. And it you know what I I after seeing it so I think this is only the second time I've seen it. It it's good. I don't know. I didn't I don't know how great it was. I think that it was very funny and it's fun. Right. It's fun and it, and all it does is really add mantis and reset Peter Quill to a human again. Right. Yeah. Um, and oh, complicate the 
fuck out of Celestials. It complicated yeah. the fuck. They have some explaining to do. Yeah, they, yes, yes. Because how the fuck are they going to make Ego work within the framework that they're actually using now? They dumbed down Ego for that movie thinking they were never going to go this big. But they had to have known already back then. They had to have known this is phase three. That's what I mean. We're they two already movies before. Uh, yeah, they knew. It seemed like the more I think about that detail, it bothers me. I don't know, man. Guardians 2 has one of my favorite, uh, like, emotion, like, sad Marvel moments. Which? Uh, the one, like, at the end uh, where Yondu. they're, yeah, where they're throwing Yondu into the, like, space or whatever. And, yeah, because they're playing... Uh, they're playing the Cat Stevens song, which is already tugging at my heartstrings. Uh, and then they fucking put him out into space, and all the Ravagers show up, yeah. and and he's just like rockets, like they came, and then they start doing the fireworks, and they show Craglin, and he's just like, yeah. And I was like, oh man, tears. I'm, I'm with you on that. That hits me too. That part. Yeah. Yeah, especially the like they came. Yeah, man. We wouldn't let our boy Yondu die without Ravager's honors because that's greedy <laughs> and lazy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, but, but I didn't think the movie, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm not sure what I think of the movie was fun. I'll just say it's that. definitely not as good as the first Guardians. No, it's not. Yeah, there's not much development in it other than ego. And that's, uh, I mean, considering that it takes place literally like a, day or a week after the first one canonic mm. like timeline wise i guess it kind of makes sense yeah so there's not much character growth or whatever yeah yeah i get you yeah yeah yeah. yeah did you watch gemstones yet matt no oh well man are we gonna spoil you again all right yeah uh real quick because uh, we're about to lose the thread here but you mentioned seth rogan's ninja turtles yeah uh, i've been watching something that we haven't talked about on here on hulu i've been watching pam and tommy has any, has any of you heard this say it again this? i was pam gonna start it last night actually no. but i skipped it's out on it. so fucking good dude pam and tommy the story of uh pamela anderson and tommy lee's sex tape yeah. getting uh released to the world Sebastian uh, Stan and Lily James or something. Yeah, they are so good as Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. There's points where I'm just like, that's that's fucking Pamela Anderson, isn't it? Like, oh, it's Pamela Anderson, isn't it? Like, there's no fucking <laughs> way. Like, are they putting her face over Lily James's face? Because I had to stop and Google Lily James and be like, she doesn't look like that. But apparently, you know, whatever, makeup or just... I was going to say, you know, to she- be fair... Uh, Pam never looked like that either. Well, they got Pam's mannerisms down. So, you know, yeah. how, like, even if a person doesn't look exactly like them, if they have like their mannerisms, they kind of embody the character. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, Pamela Anderson looks like that girl on Tool Time. Pamela Anderson that we all know in our heads when we hear the words Pamela Anderson is not what she looks like. That was heavy sure. makeup on her. So I'm sure it's easier to replicate a I look when it's about heavy makeup. CK from Baywatch. CK? Whatever. CJ. Is that what her character name was? Tool I, time. I, I don't recall. She was, she was the tool girl on Tool Time. Yeah. yeah, she was the first tool girl. Yeah, and it was before she did like the crazy eyeshadow. Uh, heavy foundation and right yeah that okay. that look that look would be I, i'm not talking shit i'm saying like that look would be harder to replicate the fact that she was wearing like caked on clown makeup yeah. that was just you're talk- done r- really well is easier to replicate i think you're talking like post barbed wire pam anderson yeah because that's kind okay. of the look already when she's with tommy right yeah yeah so I, 
Like I like, yeah, I'm just saying, I think they could get anybody with like decent facial structure to look like that. Cause it was such a visual. She was like, she was cutting edge on like doing hardcore makeup that just looked good in like all photography and yeah. And any well, video shot, not, not just situational caked on makeup, like news anchors and actors used to have. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, well, they, she looks, she's the spitting image of her Sebastian Stan. It's so hard to, fucking see him initially as tommy lee after being like holy shit what's bucky doing here what's bucky doing wearing that fucking dick hugging thong walking around in a kimono uh oh and, and Seth Rogen <laughs> plays the main character who finds he's a carpenter who gets kind of swindled by tommy lee yeah he's yeah. disgruntled and he ends up like breaking into their house and stealing the sex tape well the whole safe right yeah he steals the whole safe um and then he his porn producer friend played by nick offerman is like the guy that they like i'm only three episodes in so basically i've seen him get fired from the house they use the world wide web to find like to to facilitate the distribution uh-huh. After getting turned down by all the porno people, and um, and then uh, there's, uh, I guess there's an episode that's all about Pamela Anderson, and Tommy Lee. Like I thought it was going to be more like it's all about Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman, but and it's kind of like fuck these celebrities, but they do a good deal to like kind of humanize Pam and Tommy Lee. And it's not just about like fuck celebrities; it's about like oh hey, they're people too, you know? Yeah, and yeah, they they're got beautiful. fucked. They got fucked over really hard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, and also there's a part in episode two where they're in Mexico, Pam and Tommy, and they do ecstasy. And there's a there's a full frontal nude scene with Sebastian Stan in this, like, I assume, because I've seen articles, it is a, uh, uh, it's a stunt cock. It's fake dick. Um, but he's having a conversation with his penis about Pamela Anderson and about how she's the one. And his dick's voiced by Jason Mansukas. Yep. That's the only reason I want to watch it. And that, and all of that dialogue is taken directly from Tommy Lee from his memoir. Oh, really? Yeah. He actually had these conversations with his penis, according to him. That's so funny because it's, it's more like, it's like, dude, we don't need to settle for this. We can get all the pussy we want. And, and Tommy's like, no, we're, we're the, she's the one, bro. Yeah, in the book, it's him telling the dick, like, get used to it. This is our one girl now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Seth Rogen's really proud that he was able to keep that in the in the show, because apparently there was a lot of fighting about it. Yeah. And if it's not a, a prosthetic penis, good for you, Sebastian Stan. <laughs> Way to be a fully ranged actor. Are you sure that metal arm wasn't welded down down there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume you never watched Gossip Girl. I never did. No. XOXO. Well, that's, that's who he is to me. He's that skinny little no-chin fuck. He's Carter Bay. Yeah, dude. And he's the least intimidating man in the world. So I have the, a different one where I see him all yoked out. And I'm like, damn, what are they feeding that kid from Gossip Girl? Sebastian Super Soldier Serum. Gossip Girl? Yeah. No, I, I never watched the show. I know. I didn't like you- watch it, but I've seen it. Like, I couldn't tell you what the fuck was happening on it when I'd watch it with my ex. But right. I mean, it is this Pam and Tommy show is definitely it's one the 90s. I'm all aboard fucking best decade um maybe second to the 80s i don't know um but you know, seth rogan's fucking hilarious in it lily james and 
Sebastian Stan are great in it. Um, like unintentionally hilarious, maybe. They both tried to back out. Did they really? Yeah, they both tried to cancel their contracts because mm. that well, came out like right before the show. And I was like, well, that doesn't give me confidence in this. <laughs> yeah i don't know why but i was just like i need to watch this yeah jason manzoukas as a penis is why i kind of wanted to start it for days but i'll listen to jason manzoukas voice and zook on any genital yeah i mean doesn't he like also to, what no i was gonna say I, I just imagined for some reason him doing the voice of like dr manhattan's penis but that, that probably wouldn't be the case <laughs> One one time I watched him talk John Waters into going to a strip club. What? Yeah, we what, all went to a no, we all went to a strip club in Seattle at Bumbershoot. Like everybody that was hanging out in the courtyard where all the comedians were. But I think it was like me and Tall John, and like there were like three non-comedians back there. And uh Manzukas found out that Kumail had never been to a titty bar and lost his mind and ran <laughs> around like one of his characters. Cause this was like nine years ago when he was still closer to the characters he plays than the adult he is now uh and he was he was running from person to person in that courtyard like camille's never been to a titty bar we're going to a titty bar you want to come to the titty bar cool and then he'd go up to the next person and they'd be like who's coming he'd be like that guy and just point over his shoulder at whoever he just talked to <laughs> and he got everybody to go but like watching him run up to john waters disheveled jason manzoukas and like a fucking white oxford shirt that looks like he balled it up to pack it in his luggage running up to john waters with a drawn-on mustache and a pink blazer with little bobbles all over it be like hey man you want to come to the titty bar it, one of the best moments ever and then we got kicked out immediately because kurt Braunohler bought brought a uh temperature gun because he at, at his shows at the festival he'd find the hottest crotch in the audience but he walked into the titty bar and tried finding the hottest crotch on the strippers and hey, we all got asked to leave immediately there are limitations yep can't be taken temps against every rule so wait mitch you you said before we got derailed what were you we were talking about seth seth rogan and turtles seth rogan pam and pam and tommy okay yeah and now that was it man and now the seth rogan produced righteous gemstones he produces that i I believe so really lord i thought it was i thought that was seth and evan i could be wrong i'm not confident i mean it makes sense danny mcbride yeah i think i think he's involved it might just be his production company or something, but I think I think they're involved because it's it's Danny McBride and Jody Hill are writing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, man, holy fucking shit! This show it is. Just when you think it's gonna zig, it zags on your ass, dude. Everything about it is crazy. Uh, it didn't. What's, well, I mean, what's, what's happened now? Because I haven't watched any of it, but I feel like I know what's going on as a result of listening to it each week. I mean, John, you, the, the episode starts out. Eli Gemstone, John Goodman, still in a coma. Everybody's at the hospital, mm-hmm. freaking out. He's on life support. They they start trying to come up with a plan of like what to do. Or Jesse and the boys that are in his marriage counseling group, right, Mitch? Yeah. So they basically they threatened uh, threatened Junior, aka mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Eric Roberts, so that they were gonna fuck him up. And <laughs> I get a lot of. Uh, Howdy out of the him talking about Gregory or whatever. He's like, Gregory said he's gonna rape his butthole. Yeah. Where, where's that energy now? Yeah. You still gonna rape his butthole? You were there. This is all of us. This is our problem. Yeah. We were just talking about violence. You're talking about raping people's buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> it but, also cracked me up when they were yelling at him and he's like, No, shut up. Right, right. I'm talk, I'm talking. I'm talking. <laughs> they uh <sighs> so they threaten him and then these biker these 
these ninja bikers, as they call them, they gunned down <laughs> Eli Gemstone. Oh, the so same they, ones that had previously gunned down the van, though. So they were already coming for him. Right. So they hatch a plan to basically they're they're gonna they're gonna move Eli Gemstone out of the hospital. And they're going to just, they're going to say that, uh, you know, they're going to make a very public message that Eli Gemstone's getting better. So he's awake and he might be talking soon. Right. Yeah. So they want to basically they're, they have set up a very obvious sting that I'm amazed fucking work with how transparent it's cartoonish. They're like flashing the room number up on the fucking screens at the church. Yeah. Yeah. Our daddy's going to be in room 527 completely alone all alone oh my but thanks for better tv i guess i mean it was yeah part of the joke is that everybody involves a fucking idiot but so these biker ninjas they go to the hospital to finish the job and they find jesse and his boys lying in wait and basically they the gemstone jesse and his son and martin and these other guys i I think some of these other guys bj he's got a fucking ninja star in his head it's bj's the only other one left it's just the four of them everyone else bailed that's right they had all these dudes in swat gear and they all fucking bailed but i knew as soon as they like there was a, a jousting moment on two dirt bikes. And, oh, yeah, with a fucking uh, cattle prod. Yeah, Gideon fucking takes down the last biker ninja. And then it goes to credits. They're going to make us wait till next week to, you know, just give us enough of a taste to come back. I guess that's what they call good television, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Gideon chasing those motherfuckers down in traffic was so dope. Yeah. I was like, what? When did he gain these abilities? But then I remember he was like, doing dirt stunt bike and man. stuff earlier oh that's right he's a stunt man yeah he's like studied it and he's special on a bike yeah yeah he does gangster shit and fucks these guys up and then doesn't move his dad said earlier that made all the swat guys laugh at him to stick this in his spokes make him flip off his bike and they're all start giggling and that's when he starts yelling at him and they all quit but the last moment the kid fucking jams the thing in the spikes as they're you know jousting basically flips the motherfucker over and he's got his long hair hanging out so it's obviously the heel goo and who is it who was fighting uh jesse's son so the gemstone grandson oh gotcha chase down these guys because they they go to run away jesse wings what they wing one of them inside right yeah they they knees and toes they take out his kneecaps and his fucking toes and then everybody it's so like three of them take off and then they get outside and he wings another one and then he's still going so then the boy takes off on his motorcycle to fucking catch him and jesse in the last moment's like take this handsome of cow proc yeah there's uh, a there's a real possibility that that one biker that rammed into the front of that car and flipped over it a million times like a ragdoll is fucking dead oh that guy should be dead for <laughs> sure for sure he got fucked up fucked up dude your spine ain't gonna deal with that in any kind of kind way <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they're nope. gonna reveal they're gonna reveal in the next episode that the guy on the ground is the dude they saw at the church service and chasing these guys down. They also in the same episode chase down baby Billy and fucking read him his rights. Holy shit, that was so fucking funny when baby Billy tried to drive away with his little trailer and the trailer tipped over and yeah. fucking it was just smoke in his time. <laughs> oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> 
Oh man, I'm so glad this show got a second se- or a third season because I think we're pretty much near the end of this season, right? Uh, one or two, two more. We have two more. Damn, what are we gonna fucking do when there's no more Peacemaker? There's no more Boba Fett. There's no more fucking righteous gemstones. There'll be Obi Wan in May. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi. Now that's a name I've not heard. Long time. We, we get Doctor <laughs> we get Doctor Strange and the multiverse of bad theories right, coming should, up. Should we should we start putting out some of those theories? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, pic- also that picture of talk- two people in the chat is one person. Oh well, I see how it is, Jake. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 <laughs> one it's one person. Are we sure about that? Let me see. Yeah, look at the character design, man. They're not sharing that many elements between two people's shit. The well, hand glow. The, I don't know which one it is, but it's one person. I don't know. That hair does look different. and and Yeah, it's laying down in one of them, and it's up in one of them. It looks more than just up. It looks kind of curly-ish. Nah, then they're both Captain Marvels. It's not, it's not two different power sets. Their hands are the same. The way the flame is is exactly the same CGI. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't yeah, know. It's not an Iron Man. They're not giving Iron Man a fucking Captain Marvel suit. No, it's not a Captain Marvel suit. It's an endosim synthetic symbiote that he uses. Right, but they'll still differentiate the way it's CGI's compared to Captain Marvel. They're not going to give him the same exact aesthetic, man. That's a you know billion dollar operation over there they're gonna pay an artist to make the two characters and like fast fight scenes be distinguishable yeah yeah that's true well there's a lot lot to unpack out of that trailer yeah dude yeah. like my like my head out of my fucking ass after they showed patrick stewart man alive i mean we heard him <laughs> right we didn't you see, see him. I don't remember seeing him. They show like the back third of his shaved ass head. Oh, I thought I only saw. <coughs> no, you hand. see him. You see him step into frame. He definitely isn't stepping into frame. That's for sure. So I'm. I'm no, he he is, Mitch. I what? assume it's going to be a uh, a multiversal <coughs> Illuminati that's going to be in there. Yeah, and it looks like it's a uh, uh, Baron. It's a Baron Mordo. No. Mordo is up on there, the same one that you see talking to him earlier. And then I forget the other one. Yeah, Nerdist like bumped up the fucking quality on it. You can see shit a lot better. In yeah, we images. see we, we saw Mordo. He has a he has a and speaking then, scene. And then it's either Killmonger or an alternate Black Panther on the other side with Tatala's fucking mm. you can see the shine of Tatala's fucking neck thing when they oh. brighten it up and slow it down and show it in the video. So in the comics, who is the Illuminati? It's strange Dude, stark. It's, it's been everyone. Professor X, Amor, Reed Richards. <coughs> And and Bolt, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Oh, man. Do you think they're going to bring um, Black Bolt back for this? Ansel, Anson Mount? Didn't one of you post something about him being in the movie? I did, but it was probably just rampant speculation. You know, articles from, like, totallylegitcomics.com. So it was probably true. Yeah, yeah no, I, like I could. You heard I could, it here first. I don't see why they wouldn't, though, because, I mean, it's just easy to do with this multiversal thing it's not they don't have to commit to anything they're obviously yeah, they not sh- committing they're not committing to tom cruise because oh, it's stipulation 
His stipulation the whole time is he doesn't want to make more than one. Yeah. Well, you, like, won't, you won't have to. I know. They're going to use him on the council probably, and that'll be – he'll be a part of the Illuminati. He'll be a multiversal Tony. Yeah, I'd rather just see Robert Downey Jr. back, but he'll never come back. I don't know, man. I bet if he makes, like, one more shitty movie, he might come back real fast. Well, let's all cross our fingers. I, I, I think, you know – yeah, one more Doctor Doolittle. We're one. We're one Doctor Doolittle away from all of a sudden RDJ being really pliable. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think that movie was too bad to be honest with you. I liked the the Doolittle movie. And you know who else was in it? Jonathan Q. Cena. Oh, the nice. Bear. Oh, he was one of the animals. Yeah, nice. that's right. I I have one Doctor Doolittle. What do you mean? Uh, Jerry I Lewis. Mean, I mean, there's three of them, and there's only one that is correct. Oh, yes, man. Jerry Lewis is Doctor Doolittle. I just like the other interpretations, the books, even I already knew Jerry Lewis, Dr. Doolittle, when I like tried reading the books in like the third and fourth grade. And I was like, Jerry Lewis's voice is really weird in these. Yeah. So your, your inner monologue is always like, nice lady. Squirrels seem to be having some issues. Uh, yes. A hundred thousand percent. Same way I hear Conroy when I read Batman. Mm. <laughs> I hear Jerry Lewis when I read Batman. <laughs> I'd pay money for those wires to switch in my head. Hey, hey, Joker. Hey, Joker. Yeah. Mr. Clown type person. <laughs> Boy, uh, wonder. All right. All right so, <laughs> so, Matt, you said you had a lot of questions about this trailer. Go, so go ahead. What, what's what's burning your burning question? What's I don't, I don't have burning questions so much, but like. Moines. First, yeah. So is that first, are we all assuming that Doctor Strange is going to be, the one we see is going to be from the what if? I mean, uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be. It'd be convoluted for them to introduce a third Doctor Strange that it like right? takes that same place in the universe. Oh, that's what it is. It's fucking, it's Captain, it's Cap, it's, it's Peggy goddamn Carter. It's Peggy motherfucking Carter. Peggy motherfucking Carter is the other person in the Illuminati as Captain America. For fuck sure, her shield's on the goddamn poster that they posted. Uh, Nova Prime's on the poster they posted in those shards of glass. If you zoom in, you can see all their images. Mm. Really? Yep. Captain Carter's shield's on the movie poster. Damn. So this just made one of the most inconsequential shows. What if like a linchpin of this movie? Yeah, it's weird too. It's almost like Kevin Feige said three times in three different interviews that it was important to the MCU. Fuck. I just kind of wrote it off because I was like cartoon, even though I love cartoons. I don't know why I wrote it off like that, but (laughs) I I get what you mean because I watched it and loved it, but also wasn't, I wasn't sure how it was going to come together, but this way it makes sense. They, they can use a character in scenes where that are just like heavy dialogue with no fucking introduction or explanation. They, everybody should know who Captain Carter is now because we've had these cartoons out for almost a year. Uh, right. Like if it if it's Killmonger in the suit, which I'd almost hope it's a, it's a different take on T'Challa, but it's probably going to be Killmonger in the Panther esque suit up on that council that you see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, use, using a lot of these what if characters, I think, is an easy way to have these other dimensional versions that the entire fan base should already be familiar with. Because like they're gonna have to explain Tom Cruise because mm-hmm. we what haven't seen that. We haven't seen a version. They have an animated one that doesn't look like Tony. Like it's been Tony and all the what ifs. So we're gonna That's have true. an explanation. They, they all look like Robert Downey Jr. 
and are voiced by that guy who does the Robert Downey Jr. impersonation. That's true. So like there's go, they're going to waste a little bit of time on that. They're going to have to waste a little bit of time on X. They're going to have to waste a little bit of time on a couple of characters. So I'm sure it serves the story well to have five or six fucking pinch hitters that everybody's already had a half an hour with each other. Do you think that it's going to be Yo and Gruffit, Mr. Fantastic, or is it going to be Miles Teller? Oh, it's not going to be Miles Teller. I don't know, man. I, th- I I mean, if they're playing their cards right, it should be whoever they're going to use in the Fantastic Four movie. Right. I mean, I, I, there's there's gonna there's so many ways to end this multiversal shit that is canon, where certain things get brought through and stay permanent. The current in the six one six, and like there's there's a lot of different rules to this in the comics, so they can kind of do whatever they want. So if Reed Richards stays behind from the Illuminati, so they have a representative on this earth, and then we find a different Professor X in a couple of movies that is our version that's younger or something, like there. There's so many ways for them to start weaving the parts that are going to be at play in this that it's it's almost impossible to speculate because the tools they have at hand. Who's the girl with the looks like a denim jacket with the star on the back? America Rambo. America, America Chavez. America Chavez. Yeah. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. I'm high. Uh, that's all right america chavez is a different character right yeah 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 she has portals that can take you anywhere in the multiverse she can go throughout the multiverse with her little star portals oh wow her at all then so he's probably breaking her out of the illuminati's little interdimensional time prison because she'd be worth keeping anywhere because she can help you police the universe right and it's like that scene with him opening the door is him with america chavez and then an alternate version of his old lady Mm, christine yeah because they show her in a couple of scenes and they're in the fucking time they're in the chamber where all the illuminati are right so they're probably can't be may right now so we can watch this fucking movie I know, man. We're close. Yeah, we're pretty close. We can't go. We, it's not like we can watch it at home anyway. We're going to have to go risk our health because of old uh, Mrs. Jost. She's lucky she's married to a Ninja Turtles writer. Or I'd be on a real tirade. We lost Mitchie. Mitchie, what now? <laughs> uh, did we? Yeah. We did. I'm looking at stills from the mo- from the trailer. Yeah, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. I mean, there, there's Mitch. Nope, just new image. <laughs> yeah, he was coming in and out. Uh, a little bit. Vocally at one point. Yeah, he'll he'll work it out. Um, but yeah, America Chavez is pretty sweet. Wicked awesome. Going to be a dope addition to the Young Avengers lineup that they are steadily building. Um, yeah, I mean, that sounds like pretty powerful. Yeah, man. And like, you know what? I appreciate Back. that Mar- I appreciate that Marvel doesn't give a fuck about them haters and is continuing to just be true to Stanley and the comic book's vision of having all these really diverse, uh, multi-gendered characters in these positions because that's how it's always been. But I'm glad they didn't recede to that hate and lean into what everybody, every idiot online wanted. Like I, I'm really happy about them. Yeah. I was just going to say, Jake, uh, there was an episode of Chubby Behemoth where you're talking about Scarlett Johansson. And I literally did the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I went, I pointed at the phone I was watching enough. <laughs> I mean, I was listening to it, so I didn't. Anyway, sorry to derail the conversation. Uh... <laughs> no, yeah, she's the devil. <clears throat> um, 
I really, uh, I really hope her husband writes a good Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, that was the other big thing about that Ninja Turtles announcement. The fact that Paramount and Nickelodeon is so committed to Seth's cartoon universe makes it sound like uh, Colin and his brother are going to have a lot more freedom with what they want to do with the other Ninja Turtles movie, the live action one. So I really pray to God they go Logan on this motherfucker. I think they... Last Ronin? Dude, I don't even care if it's Last Ronin. Like if they did teenage, if they went back to them being 15 years old and restarted the story again, I don't fucking care as long as they're like cutting foot soldiers' hands off, decapitating motherfuckers while like, like the whole Deadpool-esque thing that like capitalize on now fuck them all dude ninja turtles invented it like the idea of four kids arguing about what's for dinner or how they were going to score beer tonight <laughs> while murdering a fucking street gang was the humor man like you're you're it's a frame with a nunchuck and like teeth coming out of a guy's head and michelangelo being like and no anchovy like that's beautiful humor i i saw her first while they're just fucking murdering a guy like that's that was the fun of it when i was a kid reading those early comic books was like whoa this is crazy this is hilarious and violent i gotta read that yes they gotta go back i want them to hit that note and it's a provable money maker now like these r-rated comic book movies are making money these R-rated comic book characters that are in the exact vein of the Ninja Turtles clowning around with each other while also just being the baddest motherfuckers in the room is is making a bunch of cash for a lot of studios. So I would hope that somebody would finally commit to paper and just do the hyper violence where it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, you know, it is I've I watched I've seen those movies hundreds of times, but at a certain point, it does start to become disappointing when you're like, you have katanas. That guy's got no skills. Take his legs away. Just get rid of him. What are you doing? You're just slapping shit away with your swords. Fucking hit the motherfucker. Ninja kick the damn rabbit. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I love you, Mitch. Uh, that's one of my Fucking, favorite quotes. Yeah. Hey, what's the guy got to do to get some food around here? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember that being uh, my favorite line in uh ninja turtles one um yeah. i mean i want to say uh, nickelodeon probably won't let it be hyper violent but as we saw in book of boba fett uh oh. din jaren just cut a dude in half with the dark saber on the disney channel so yeah i don't know man maybe hi- you're right hyper violence is fucking in yeah man i mean ag- again i think these companies are all getting wise the same way that everybody or a lot of people were like, Disney's not going to let these characters go violent again. And now they're reacquiring all the Netflix shows. Yeah, they're and, even going off of Netflix. Where are they going to go? Hulu? Uh, Hulu and Disney. Disney said they're making an announcement this week of how the breakdown's going to work. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> when I was a boy. Yeah, so, but I mean, and, and they, they got Deadpool back. And Ryan Reynolds dipshit ass posted a picture that he immediately had to take down off fucking Twitter. Do you was guys it see the- it? picture of deadpool on the glass in the doctor strange trailer? it was a picture it was a picture of deadpool stand it was a picture of ryan reynolds standing there with a bunch of people around him but the people are the doctor strange 2 costume designer the doctor strange 2 costume director and they made him immediately i think it was up for like 10 minutes oh shit nice yeah so now he's out here andrew garfield and around <laughs> i i don't know i've never heard of andrew garfield before <laughs> <laughs> um did you guys finish watching the season finale of boba fett not yet oh man 
I, I want to talk about it. We can, I guess we can save it. We yeah, got running pretty I'm long. Fine. I'm fine with it. I, I've watched it. We got to talk about it. Come on now. Oh my God, dude. <coughs> uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I don't know why there's so much trepidation and bitching and moaning from Star Wars fans. Probably because they're Star Wars fans. That's because they're Star Wars fans. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite tweets is like, a lot of people online are mad that Boba Fett's not acting like the tattoo of him on their shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> dude people are getting mad about boba fett the way i got mad about rise of the ninja turtles and he uh, up until mando he had had six lines what do you mean i mean up until the mandalorian he's no good to me oh yeah yeah that. he's no he had, good to me. yeah he, he, him is not a nine-year-old had had six lines Right. So these these people are. It's worth a lot to me. (laughs) But these people are as invested in this character that doesn't exist as I am in like thirty year old, well defined, you know, six hundred issue characters. Yeah, I mean, I I I thought this was a good Boba Fett story. Uh, It gave us a new Star Trek cuss word when he he's he frees Black Chrysanthemum and he's like, "Don't work with scug holes." I'm going to start calling people fucking scug holes from now on. <laughs> you scug hole. Uh, there was one at the end, too. Oh, man, it was something that Cad Bane said. He's like, it's Matt the Quack. They're calling the schlocky slimiers. It sounded yeah. like a fucking lion out of Rick and Morty, basically. Yeah, it did. Um, But, man, uh, oh, Matt, so I don't want to spoil this for you. Go ahead. You're all right. It's these Star Wars fans. They, they they don't like the flashbacks and the setting up of the backstory with the Tuscans. They don't like that Boba Fett, they deviate to talk about Mando for two episodes and we see Grogu and Luke. They don't like when we go back to fucking Tatooine and there's a whole hour long fucking gunfight in this uh, Old West Tatooine town. What the fuck more do they want? Most Boba Fett fun. rides a dance. Yeah, Mos Espa. <laughs> They got they got a Boba Fett and Mando fighting back to back, just shooting their fucking guns willy nilly. Yeah, yeah, man. They got uh, Fennec Shand. He's riding a Rangor. Yeah, he rides the Rancor. Uh, yeah, in yeah. the battle. Good for him. It's G'd up from the feet up, dude. Yeah, he harkens back to his first appearance in the um, Star Wars Holiday Special, where he's riding that other thing yeah that giant brontosaurus or whatever they called it yeah there you go yeah uh Um, yeah i don't there's nothing to complain about people just wanted star wars fans are the kind of people that like set a goal of what they want it to be and then if it's not exactly that story they're pissed right Uh, like every hardcore star wars fan i know will just be like well it's gonna be this and then you're like i don't think it's that based on evidence from the first 20 minutes and they're like no it will be and then when it's not, they're like, oh, I don't think that was the best way to do it. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think at a certain point, you just have to kind of be like, well, they're not going to change it to what I say or what I wanted it to be anyway. So I just have to fucking take it for what it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. When I, the same thing I was just saying, like when I'm like, they need to make a hyper violent Ninja Turtles. I'm not like they need to make a Ninja Turtles where they kill Shredder in the first act. And then by the second act, they're facing Triceratons. And then the end of the movie is them leaving the planet with Fugitoid. And that's the, the hangoff. And then when it's not that being like, it sucked. There was no Fugitoid. Like, where the fuck was the promise of Fugitoid? Right. You, you're getting mad about shit that wasn't in the deal. Like, for you as a viewer, in the first, like, you're just writing your own stories. And then when it doesn't happen, it's very odd. I think it's, like, probably the most toxic fandom. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like you can't... 
you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. That's the best thing I can explain with Star Wars fans. Yeah, Baker and I were talking about it. And that's where I like we were hashing out the like, yeah, like every single one we know is the kind of person that comes up with like an overly detailed theory of what's going to happen and then is pissed every deviation along the way. I wasn't. I do. You know what? I I learned a long time ago and like with uh, Avengers Age Voltron that I got to stop reading into all these set like oh live from the set and also all these you know leaks and whatnot because then i prefab things in my head so when i see for what it is it doesn't live up to what's in my head and i'm let down yeah i mean i know age of ultron is not a very popular marvel cinematic universe movie but upon rewatching, i liked it a lot more now that i didn't have all this fucking shit about the hulkbuster suit and everything in my head and how it's gonna go yeah that's fair yeah but to be like oh boba fett should have done this and boba fett should have done that like you said he's got six lines of fucking dialogue in the original and then i guess if you are a purist you could be like well he's got all this face time in the in the fucking uh cartoons the clone wars and the bad batch okay i still right. don't see how like a guy with like what two hours of fucking exposure probably combined in all those series yeah I, people it, just are gonna complain i mean you, you know you just got to enjoy it if you do i've been enjoying it i think it's been a lot of fun i thought i like looking at some of the characters and you know you, you'd seen them in the movies like a hammerhead guy uh, yeah, right. or, or the bartender the, uh, in Mo, in Mos Espa, uh, or Freetown, excuse me, the bartender in Freetown. He looks like one of the the guys who worked for Java. Yep, you know, and uh, with the with the hair wrapped around his his neck on the barge outside of the Sarlacc. So it's it's just kind of cool. I I like watching that kind of stuff. I think that's fun. Yeah, well, tiny I, details that flesh out the world. Yeah, and I like the I like the film references in this one just as much as I liked the fucking lone wolf and cub shit in the first one. Yeah, and the the good and the bad, and the ugly in the first in the Mando. This one was all Lawrence of Arabia and then the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, like, like I mean, that's he, great. Boba, uh, I mean, he might have not out been fucking ruthlessly killing people and hunting bounties, but he certainly got his crew together for sure. Oh, yeah. dude, there's some bad bad mama jams. You got Fennec, and if that's not enough to take out a whole battalion, you got Black Kersantan. You got the uh, little modder kids with their speeder bikes, or their Goody Puff Juniors. Yeah, we got to address that, too. Keep going. What do you mean? What do you mean? That, those are the worst effects they've done in Star Wars in fucking 30 years. That shit no. sucks. No, no, dude. Yeah, objectively, <laughs> like I like vehicles. They look cool. The way they move and stuff, whatever they were doing to move those people on those scooters, it looks garbaggio. It looks like shit. They they're moving in unison, both of them. They're in. You can see what it it takes you out of it that they didn't do the little effort to like actually make them move like vehicles. They, what if this, there's a this, force field that binds them together so they're they're like nah, in a car that's like invisible in the middle? Nah, man, they were doing better effects on the speeder bikes back in the day. It's really like I implore you to just watch like a couple of scenes with those in them. It's rough, dude. They move really clunky and bad. Whatever the rigging was, is took me out of it. So I was like, that's that's a fucking space vehicle. Fuck it's me. not. It's a land vehicle. Yeah. Okay. It's hovering based on science that doesn't exist. It's a space vehicle. <laughs> I don't know, man. The first time we ever saw Luke's land speeder, it had all the fucking wheels vaselined out underneath it 
so it had a big orange smudge. So who are we to judge, you know? Uh, yeah, that was more convincing than this. That's what I mean. If, if there was another one right next to it, I'm sure it would have been just as bad. But the having them, having the two of them together, and when they and I thought it would be better in the last episode when they pull up at the end, and it was just like Jesus fucking H Christ. I gotta like, look at this because I didn't think it was as egregious as you're saying it is. No, nah, dude, it looks like we did it at Jaguar Morning Show. <laughs> And, and okay, I, think well, it, I think it fooled a lot of people because they were so shiny and cool that you're like focusing on like, wow, that is pretty neat. It's got 12 mirrors. But yeah, they it took me out of it. it. It's like the first effect I've seen that was practical where I was like, maybe don't do that. You did a bad job. <laughs> maybe don't do I'm gonna that. have to look this up. But also, I I mean, it, it wasn't enough to take me out of this and be like, well, fuck this show. Oh, no, 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 no. But it'd make me like, I'd be seriously invested because the scene's stressful and I'm staring at it. And then they'd pull up and I'd be like, how, how did they digitally remove the fucking thing that was carrying them that whole arm? And then no one thought to like, let's offset them a little bit. So that the bump looks like one of them took it at a time instead of just they're on a forklift getting fucking moved together. <laughs> like it's it's just like it it made my mind start working in a way where it took me out of the story not like oh, okay this is stupid okay star trek fan says what uh <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> um i gotta look this up because i i didn't notice it but now as soon as i now that you made me call it out and look at it i'm sure it'll ruin my life as or like my enjoyment of that or whatever i thought they were inconsequential they're kids i don't really give a shit about them they're i don't yeah they're but they're, like, they're canonically loyal yeah they're part of the crew and our, our precious piggy boys are not yeah they're 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 bacon they're bacon um but yeah he's got a pretty wait, wait wait is the bartender that's in is it force awakens or Whoa. last jedi or is it in the mandalorian there's a bartender that's played by John Williams. And he's got like a weird modern eye, like that kid that does the spinny shooty. Oh. So maybe there's precedent for this type of person in Star Wars, whatever. Well, I mean, I can't Vader. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, fuck. Vader's cybernetics are always said to be like the jankiest pieces of shit so that he couldn't overpower Palpatine. But those modders look even sub Vader. I don't know, man. Like fucking Ming uh, uh, Na Wei. Oh yeah, what? well she looked. She she's good. Yeah, she got she, some bad mama jamma pieces. Well, she covered hers up. She's ashamed of her her cybernetics, you know. Well, I mean, she's wearing a normal length piece of clothing like an adult. Right. Her cybernetics yeah. go between her titty and her vagina, so it'd be all that she'd have to Most wear like a halter call it top. The midsection or the yeah, but I mean, solar like plexus. She'd, she'd have to wear like a halter top and low cut pants to show off her her mods. That would be an aggressively sexual look for this badass bounty hunter army militia type gal right you don't want to get sand in your cybernetics yeah that also went through my mind watching the show like so these kids nope. just drive around with their machinery just exposed to the wind and the sand you're gonna get sand in your cybergina <laughs> oh, uh, cybergina you need to trademark that dude you can get one of these companies to buy it from you they're building them <laughs> from the makers of swallow my cockachino <laughs> <laughs> Um, but overall, man, I, I like the standoff between Boba Fett and Cad Bane. Dude, that's I, dope as fuck. I really wish that we would have got one of those back-to-tank flashbacks of his history with Cad Bane and not have to be expected to watch the fucking cartoons. 
Just give us one more episode. Make it a nice round eight episodes and give us a whole flashback of why Cad Bane and Boba Fett hate each other. Cad Bane was Jango's apprentice. Then when Jango was killed, Cad Bane took Boba on as his apprentice, eventually betrays him. He's the reason that uh, Boba has a dent in his fucking helmet. Mm. I think we'll see all that. I don't think Cad's dead. Whoa, spoilers. Don't tell Matt. Oh. Well, I mean, you were talking about it in a final way. Cad Bane? Yeah. Cad Bane. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, he's a bad mamma jamma. And uh, he shows up all good and bad and the ugly and uh, woo, 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 wants to do a wait, showdown. Wait, Matt, did you see the one where Cad Bane shows up and, and talks with uh, Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, and shoots the deputy and him, but the deputy's yeah. dead, not him. Yeah. Right. I also yeah. started the, the last episode where Boba Fett's like, we should go hole up at the castle and, and those uh uh other dudes that he hired they're like yeah the modified people they're like yeah we the should stay, we should stay here and he's like yeah. all right yeah we'll stay here and then i had to stop yeah yeah it rules and then and then old cowboy elephant they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> use the they've got the technology dude they're gonna build them faster better stronger oh they're gonna mod him too oh dude he's getting modified hard hardcore but i think I it dude, they were setting up very much that like Boba Fett and the boys are gonna go handle some other shit in the Mando season, and that it looked like maybe the sheriff and Cad Bane might have a uh, lifelong rivalry here. Now. Mm. Well, isn't that the Stifler calling the Clacta slimy? Yeah, dude, <laughs> stiffing it up. <laughs> I can't remember if that's the exact thing, but man. I don't think it was a Stifler. That's a character from American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> i saw it on i saw it on twitter earlier and i was just like fuck i need to remember this for recording later but um i forgot it there's, okay. uh, i know there's some other things uh i mean we haven't um, talked peacemaker at all uh oh shit that's right yeah man the last episode of peacemaker was a fucking doozy dude Duesenberg and a half i watched Most. that i'm up to oh. date on peacemaker you're up to date oh, on Peacemaker. Right. I watched it like the next night last week. So that's break so, it down, Matt. Wait, is that that's where he uh, gets into it with his dad and the white supremacist at the end? Yeah, and, baby. yeah, that was yeah. pretty intense. Yeah, dude, the show the show covers a lot of bases emotionally. Yeah, I read a a, a headline or of, a, of an article today where James Gunn said that Peacemaker is bisexual because john cena wanted him to be yeah and it was i guess it was in reference to when his uh dad or his character's former dad uh had said about with guys or girls with girls or guys yeah and i just thought it was in prison Mm -hmm. um well that's cool good for him yeah yeah man that episode was crazy dude fucking vigilante vigilante is out of control dude what a man what do you mean? Why? How is he out of control? Dude, he gets in that fucking car, gets out of there, passes out. I thought he was goner. Oh, it's I thought he was dead when he slumped over behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah dude, he went full Eli Gemstone on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, they fuck, man. They get in the car. It's never a bad time to rock. The whole thing, man. What a, you know, 
this show fucking rips so hard. Yeah, and they're doing a really good job with, um, you know, how they're forming this bond. And I thought you were going to say terrible IP. No, no, no. And and Adebayo, you know, she's got to deal with the fact that her mother is Amanda Waller. And, every, and, and she just wanted a job. Like, she needed a summer job because she's broke. And, and look at As what she's... As a family. Yeah, and look at what she's fucking doing. It's like, yeah. Jesus, what was that family life like? This is like a part-time job just to make a little bit of money. This is how your mom would set you up. Right? Yeah, man. It's fucked. Amanda Waller's the devil. She's the devil. If Batman don't like you, you ain't no good. He likes Plastic Man. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, man. If Batman doesn't trust you, you're a real dog shit piece of motherfucking dirt. Are we getting... Oh, man. I just had thoughts of like a live action Plastic Man. I don't even want to talk about Dude, that. Dude, they, they, they need to do it. Uh, Kimmel talked about it like a year ago on his show and he was talking to somebody. I forget who it was. Yeah, they're not going to do anything. But he joked. He's like, why don't these cowards do a Plastic Man movie? I, I don't Sam. know, man. Ask Sam I, about his Plastic Man script. Sam Talent? Yeah. yeah I, I, I know how much he loves Plastic Man, but I didn't know he had a script. I think he said he wanted to write one. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it's the shit, man. Gail, uh, no. Gail Simone? I, can't, I don't think that's who wrote it. I think I got the name wrong. Gail Simone is definitely. Writer? Yeah. Okay, maybe it was her. Uh, wrote the last Plastic Man micro series, the six issue run. And it was amazing. Like, it, it looked like the kind of thing where it was like, oh, is DC testing the waters? To see how like a serious kind of crime noir yeah, yeah. story with goofy plaz in it. Oh would yeah, play. yeah, she wrote it, and it fucking ruled, man. It's a really good miniseries. But Batman says he's the most dangerous man in the game, dude. Got to give him his due. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll show up on Peacemaker season two. Who would you have play I, him? Oh, uh, John Stamos. Okay, I thought oh, Neil I Patrick know. Harris would be real fun. Not yeah. anymore. It's got to be somebody young. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's got to be somebody at least in their thirties, right? When you think, Zach I think if Efron. I think if uh, nah, man, he's all short and shit. It needs to be like a length. Like Plastic Man's not supposed to be like physically imposing because he can do anything. So he's not walking around like Michael Sarah. Oh no, you know who I think would be good. Um, I don't know his name. What's the Michael guy Sarah's that was good. in? Uh, he was in Ant Man. He was one of the three guys that worked with Scott. Uh, he was the Russian accent. Somebody oh, with that David, guy's look. David Dasmalshin, the dude who played Polka Dot Man in the new Suicide Squad? Yeah, somebody that looks like that, maybe with a little bit more hair. Yeah, mm. okay. I like that. It's too bad they didn't do it back in the day because a young Henry Winkler is is who I want, but it's a never going to happen. Henry Winkler. Yeah, dude, just do that. Time displaced Fonzie? Yeah, DH the Fonz. Give him the glasses and the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Winkler's got that Nebuchadnezzar voice in real life. It'd be uh, really he'd, fun. He'd probably be really good. At it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is already gone and too buff. Probably that. But I mean, you can be buff, just not like John Cena huge. Mm-hmm. He's pretty fucking buff, man. I watched Charlie Day's new movie with uh, Little Eastwood in it. And I mean, I guess I could see him being Wolverine. Scott Eastwood or Charlie Day? Scott Eastwood. I wish it was Charlie Day. That would be really good casting. What I do isn't nice, but I'm very good at what I do. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure he could, I'm sure he could throw it on. Well, we, we deviated off of uh, Peacemaker. Yes, let's um, talk about I thought Eagly was going to fucking die, man. It made me so sad. Yeah. Dude. Is he that just... whole episode was a heart 
ripper, man. A little bit. It it definitely hit those strings. Is is Eagly all CG? I think so. Man, he's such a cool character. I love Eagly. Yeah. I like when they're running away from the cops in that the episode before this one. Yeah. And Eagly's yeah. like taking people out with his talons and like biting people's eyes out. Yeah. Vigilante's just like Eagly's hardcore, man. <laughs> yeah. Eagly well, is hardcore, their- man. Who feeds their fucking bird chips? <laughs> I love Everybody. it when they hug. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, and when she and sees it, and that's the moment that like really changes her. Yes. Like that. That that also made me like really sad. Just like it took that for you to realize he was a good dude. It was a miracle. Yeah. Can't believe the miracles. <laughs> and it went from like the the strength of the series to go from like tear jerking. Please don't let Eagly die. You're my best friend. Really good acting by John Cena, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then to have Eagly hug him and John Cena reaching for his phone so he could take a selfie. Yeah, <laughs> finally gets the shot. shot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, um, in the comics, White Dragon is not Peacemaker's dad. Yeah. I thought he was. No, I believe he is. Okay. Well, I mean, you, if you're going to say a, a statement with authority, then I might back down because you know she. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, no, I thought he was. I don't, I don't remember. I was just right. asking. I don't know if this is one of the changes. I know people are like, well, you made, they changed Vigilante from the comics. And I was like, uh, for the better. I like this Vigilante in this show. He's way better. Yeah, yeah fuck J- oh, Chase and fucking Arrow. That was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah, Vigilante um, sucked. Uh, you might be right, though, because in the... All right, the original White Dragon in the comics is a man known as William Heller. Uh, spoiled little kid. Where is he? Chained when his parents were caught in the middle of a race riot. Hmm. He was bit by a radioactive racist? <laughs> radioactive Nazi. When he was yeah, Are you there. shitting me? No, I'm not. Oh. I'm talking with you. Sorry. Like, oh my no, god, you could have got weird. me that got me good. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck. He was a super piece of shit, but he was expertly acted as Robert Patrick. And I hope Robert Patrick isn't like, hell yeah, I'll take this role so I can say all these slurs on camera for no fucking repercussions. No, there's no way, man. Man, you're you're right, Mitch. He's not related in any way to Peacemaker in in the comics. The original one or in any way? It says the DC Comics version of the White Dragon is not related in any way to Peacemaker. Okay. Uh, But he does share characteristics with the HBO version of the character. Um, He made made little Peacemaker bare knuckle box his other, his little brother or his older brother. Killed your brother, you dumb fuck. Yeah, that that scene is wild. That's another one. You're like, what the fuck? Like that show is a little much. I imagine for some people. I mean, we're okay with it, obviously, because it's awesome. Yeah, but even like right. Jay and Talitha are watching it together. Really? Yeah, and Talitha was like, yeah, it's pretty, like she was going through the comics waiting for a meeting today and pulled one up like Peacemaker, like the show. And I was like, yeah, have you, you seen it? She was like, oh, yeah, Jay and I are caught up. Isn't there like only one more left? Holy shit. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought this was just for guys eating Cheetos alone in the dark. <laughs> I've recommended it to people at work. I think it's great. And I think it's actually much deeper than what you see. Like there is a lot of obvious race stuff, but there's a lot of just growth. There's a lot of uh, acceptance, inclusion. Like there's a lot of things and, yeah, and a- awareness and, and accountability. And I think it's great. The yeah. line where... 
John Cena's looking or a peacemaker. I, I, it's hard to not call him John Cena. And also he's got a Charlie Brown name. You can't just call him John. You have to call him John Cena, his full fucking name. Um, Any other thing about that? Yeah. Mitch Jones is one of those. Matt Oren's one of those. Yeah. Jake Becker. Yeah. Yeah. We're all on um, that team. So there's a part where, what does he say? He's like, he's looking at some glam metal record. And he's like, ah, this is back in the day when men weren't afraid, or men were real men because they weren't afraid to be women or whatever. I can't remember what this, <laughs> the line is. It's like back when men were men because they weren't afraid to be women. Yep. <laughs> I downloaded the uh, soundtrack to the movie. It's great. Like there are oh, yeah, songs yeah. on it that are just killer. Some that are in, some I remember. We should learn the dance for the next uh, uh, Chief Festival. Oh, you, we've only got like two months, man. <laughs> yeah. Which parts are we all going to do? <laughs> I want to do the hardcore one. Which I... Oh, you can't smile. Yeah. You have to look really serious. We'll make uh, Nate Balding do the old man in the back that's hot foot and hot step in it. I don't know why. I mean, I like the the center three, Adebayo, Vigilante, and Peacemaker. But my favorite part is when those doors fling open and Harcourt and Mern come out. And they're like, yeah, dude, that's because Cliff is a comedy master. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Or no, Harcourt and Mern. Yeah. Harcourt looks like she can't do it. Like oh, she's she, doing it great. I know, but out of everyone, she's like hitting the moves and not not the song. Like she looks like that was like the tenth take. Like she looks frustrated in the face beyond uh, everyone else just being calm. Because like, that that cracked me up on like the fourth or fifth episode. I started to realize like, oh, she's 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 like a little wobbly. She doesn't have it like everybody else, and she's flexing the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks like she's really trying to like hit hit the moves man like she's fucking flexed completely are you Dang. looking mitch no uh well i mean i will you got that gonna... and speeder bike terrible cgi to look at speeder bike terrible <laughs> cgi um so does this mean that peacemaker is done with his helmet i mean i guess he now is he spoiler alert he kills his dad his dad's calling him the f slur uh dad's uh just basically a real piece of shit Real vigilante vigilante fucks him up which was great yeah and then you know what better shouldn't have taken your helmet off bro Ooh. peacemaker even it was just like uh gemstone testing eli yeah. uh augie augie fucking uh smith was like augie <laughs> <laughs> smith was like you're not gonna pull the trigger you fucking pussy and peacemaker what's what boy augie <laughs> <laughs> boy Oi, Uggy. Yeah, you're not going to do it. Oi. Well, I want to know if people are watching this show, because, I mean, obviously it got a second season, so enough of us are watching it. I, I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. And, like, the second season, like we had talked about, was kind of a formality. James Gunn had already let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, he said we're pretty close. He said they were waiting on him to finish paperwork in one of the interviews that week. Has there ever been, and I guess this is maybe akin to like the marvel shows but has there ever been another show that's spun out of a movie that's been successful like this that maintains most of the original cast i mean to be fair agents of shield was kicking ass for the first season on tv that's true so yeah i don't know if any of them did in retrospect but if we were going one season probably hmm. i don't but i mean i don't see this one slowing down i don't think anything's been this good i just don't think that uh i think the landscape of of the movie to tv pipeline has been changed now that there's the streaming 
you know? Yeah, we got Loki, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. These are bona fide movie stars doing TV shows. Yeah. Like that is, that's wild. That wasn't happening a decade ago. No, and that, and that's just and we've talked about that over the years uh, yeah. on here that that line's getting blurred because at the end of the day they want the exposure they want the money and they want they want to not have to work as hard because why not right so yeah. if you can work a few weeks and pull off something and make a buttload of money and then eventually use that same character in a movie then yes yeah and you get the same prestige now. People take the TV show serious. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm definitely taking this show serious. It's my new one of my new top ten favorite shows. And Easy. I I wish I could go back and be like, were we critical originally? When it's like, who the fuck wants a peacemaker show? I probably out, was. All of us. Yeah, I was it. not excited, man. I thought it was going to be okay that I should give it a chance. And man, was I fucking happily wrong. And look at us now. Yeah. Well, let's let other people let us know what they think of it. And how would they do that? They can write us an email at broadcastgeeks at jmail.com. You can like our page on Facebook. Give us a rating, five stars on uh, any of our sites. You can send us a tweet at broadcastgeeks or find us on Instagram at broadcast underscore geeks. And you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Um, yeah, give us some five-star reviews on there. Hell yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll start <laughs> thinking up some premium content. Like, what yeah, if Mitch is going to show whole. I'm going to show whole while we do a commentary check for Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, we'll I show will the, do, the Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, dude, I'll do the full, <laughs> I'll do the Ace Ventura pants down. I will do a commentary track with my ass. <laughs> I'd buy in. I'll take video of my feet. Maybe That's people a want to see life. It. Right. But yeah, get on there and let us know if you think Peacemaker has overshadowed the film. I, I think it has, but hey, hey, you know what? Yeah, please do write us. And think- until next time. What? No, I'm saying that's that's good call. I like that. Yeah. Yes. So until next time, fair listener, we'll leave you with our signature sign-off line. Excelsior. Excelsior.